podcast one production. Welcome to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. Last episode, we were talking about killer self-confidence and how to be more assertive. Today, we're going to tackle aging gracefully, which is a big one, and aging well, because we all change. Yeah, we all face different challenges at different stages of life, Mm -hmm. I guess. And, you know, we were talking about this and you're in your 30s and Mm -hmm. noticing changes. I'm in my 40s and definitely Mm -hmm. noticing changes. And then there are challenges that that face people, but actually at both ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's if we're living longer, then how do we make sure we're living well, Mm -hmm. I guess? Mm -hmm. And I suppose for me, when I think about ageing, I think about, first and foremost, I suppose I think about the physical Mm -hmm. changes that Mm -hmm. I experience. And I know that's a big thing for a lot of women, particularly in my age group. Yes. And you know, this Botox society that we live in and this pressure to maintain your youth Mm. and beauty. We haven't gone near Botox yet, have we? (laughs) No, no, we have not. (laughs) Every birthday. We've had talks about it, but we haven't. (laughs) Every birthday, Mm. uh, my friend and I say, She's the, Now's same, the time. she's the same age as me. Yeah. And she says, are we still resisting? Yep, we're still resisting. I know, <laughs> I know, but it's hard, Cass, and I'm resisting because a lot of people in my industry, I work in television and media and um, lots of trainers and influencers on Instagram. It, it's just it's what in, you do and it, it's not even counted as... Do you know what I've noticed? It's not, it's not, it's not abnormal in it's your industry. It's not normal at all and I've had makeup artists working on me for work, you know, at a shoot or something saying, oh, when are you going to get the Bowie? And I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm... Well, I'm having babies, I'm pregnant, I want to have more children, I'm lactating at the moment. I don't think now is really the right time to be putting poison in my body, but, you know. But each to their own. Each to their own, and I'm not saying there never will be a time, but, And you know. I think that's a really good point because, I mean, you work in the media, and so yeah. I think in the past I've always considered things like surgery and Botox and uh, whatever th- things people yes. do to... Um, you know, brighten up their appearance mm. to be kind of for the, the for people in the media or people in the movies. Mm-hmm. Whereas it's not now. No, it's for everybody. Everyone can it's do it. It's very every day. Yeah. My friends, you know, she's in her thirties as well, and mm-hmm. she's told me the other day because she, she and I have the conversation as well. Mm-hmm. And she said, "No, I want. I went and did it. I finally went and did it." And she said, honestly, in her hairdressing salon, mm-hmm. she said they're all twenty five and they've all got they're doing That's preventative it. it's Botox. So, it's preventative, and it's so young. I see nineteen year old girls, and you can tell, you can tell, and it's just too much. And I have a little brother, and some of his friends who are girls, yeah, they're just straight out of school. Um, And I just think, mm, I don't know, when you're really young, I think good nutrition, training, looking after after inside out, it shines through, it does. It does. And so, and yeah, this is a conversation that comes up a lot in in our... I suppose in our age group, but not clearly not just yeah. in my age group in yeah. the over forties. I was at the um, my Pilates class last week, and because I have some a back spasm, yes. and I'm trying to fix that. And my Pilates teacher said, "Oh, are you not understanding me? Are you frowning?" And I've I've had that question my whole life. Are you are you are you concerned? Are you oh, right. because I frown? I have these yes. frown lines, and I said, "Oh no, that's just my like that's just my levens. Like I just have these really strong frown lines." And she said, "Oh, Cass, just Botox that shit. Like just go get rid of yeah. that." Like, what? But why do I have to? Why is that necessary? And I like the expression. <laughs> and I love I love the wisdom that we wear on our faces. We do. But, we do. you know, it is a lot of pressure. And I think, how long am I going to hold out? 
working in the media and, you know, not having a fresh face when I go every season or, you know, it's always yeah. something that I do battle with. But um, I do I do believe that if you look after your nutrition, your training, your hair, you look after those things, then... That shines. You, yeah, it does shine through and energy is contagious and people will always remember what you say and how you make them feel when you walk into a room. I don't think they will necessarily remember if you've got one or two wrinkles. I don't think so either. Hopefully I, not. I don't think so either. And, you know, the other thing I've noticed when we're talking about kind of in the aesthetics mm. department of getting older is the changes in your body, the thing that mm. you're noticing it mm. now and you're a lot younger than me. Mm-hmm. But Certainly for me and people that I know over 40, mm. when you start stacking on weight, your metabolism, metabolism changes, and you... hormonal issues, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're not in the body that you've always been in and you don't feel yeah, like you don't yourself feel right. anymore. Well, your metabolism for an average person will slow down roughly 2% a decade. So Don't I know it. That is huge. And <laughs> is that your, all? Yeah. Only 2%? And you know, you're in your 20s, you're, you're eating what you want, you might be partying a bit, and then you're usually at your metabolic peak Mm -hmm. and then you hit 25 and the building of bone process, which burns a lot of calories, that sort of stops. Mm -hmm. And then you're already, you're all of a sudden noticing that you can't have a big weekend and bounce back the next week There's with no just a few back. clean days of eating. You can't book in, bookend a big weekend with clean days of eating. It just, you still Trust me, it does not bloat. work anymore. You still, yeah. And then when you get into your 30s, this fattening cycle starts right. where you start to lose muscle and your muscle is metabolic. So muscle burns calories. And for every kilo of muscle, you burn up to 400 calories, which is like having a free muffin every day. Yeah. So that starts to slow down to add insult to injury, during your 30s, you stop producing as much human growth hormone, Mm -hmm. which helps to burn fat. Your your metabolism keeps slowing. And then in your 30s, you start to think about kids. A lot of us have kids. So you have pregnancy, which can go either way. You can maybe you have a sick pregnancy and you don't have cravings, you're fine. Maybe you maintain good weight or maybe you're like me and I put on 30 kilos and And then it's really hard to lose that weight to get back on track. And then you may have one kid, then you may have your second and then you may have an injury to pelvic floor or something like that. It's harder to exercise. It's harder to find time. It's exactly the time issue becomes a And also in our 30s, just when the metabolism is slowing down, we're also moving into the workforce. We're more sedentary. In our 20s, we might be at uni. We might be, you know, a bit more active, but Mm -hmm. you settle into a job, stress piles on, you get tired and then you hit your 40s and your hormones tank. So your estrogen (laughs) goes down, your progesterone, um, your human growth hormone decreases and your metabolism just follows suit. So, you know, you basically need about 150 calories less in your 40s, which is pretty much just one snack, which is fine, or doing something that will burn 150 calories like 15 minutes of skipping or something to sort of bring that metabolism Mm. back to equal. But it is hard and there's a lot of things that you can do, which I'll give you some tips to fight that metabolism response. Please. But it definitely does slow down as we age, as we lose muscle and we stop building bone and it gets harder. Two hands in the air. I fully relate Mm -hmm. to all of that. So I'm all for the tips. Yeah. And I'm seeing it in myself at 34. Mm-hmm. And whereas I used to, you know, really enjoy myself and pretty much just I'd eat clean and really healthily. But if, you know, we had a pizza night or something, I wouldn't bloat even. I could just, but now, hmm, yeah, I'm trying to lose this baby weight. It's really taking its time, but that's okay. <laughs> 
(laughs) I think you've done pretty well. Yeah, it's taken its time. So your metabolism is one thing, but let's have a little bit of a chat about beauty. The notion of Mm, beauty. The notion of beauty and... And what, what we consider to be like the, the pressure of youth and beauty mm. in our society and this idea that getting older means getting less pleasing. Um, we sort of have this notion that as you get older, you lose your beauty. Mm-hmm. I'm asked to write a lot of articles, as mm-hmm. you know, and about topical, you know, um, yeah. topics, magazines, subjects for yeah, magazines. Programs. And one thing that comes up is this notion of becoming invisible mm. as you age. Mm-hmm. Women are concerned about na- suddenly they feel like nobody notices them mm. anymore. Um, so that's an interesting one. And I actually, to be honest, I hadn't even considered that. Um, but w- women, as they get older, notice that, you know, if they, for example, used to turn heads or, mm-hmm. you know, f- feel whistle. that sense of confidence yeah. from how they look. Mm-hmm that suddenly that society doesn't recognise that anymore. Mm. They're sort of on the shelf, mm. which can be a knock to people's self-esteem. But on the other hand, I think, well, actually, I don't mind being a bit invisible. I think that there is sometimes some pressure. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you peg all of your, you know, your self-confidence and self-worth on how you look, then mm. that's clearly a, a trap. Yeah. And that's what it's all about, Cass, like how much do you invest in how much you look versus, you know, how interesting you are as a person, your intelligence. Your life experiences and the wisdom you gain. There is so much. And in fact, there's a lot of upsides to ageing. And I think Mm. we need to probably talk about that as well. Um, Because, you know, how we look is is definitely a big issue, particularly Mm -hmm. for women. Uh, We know from the society and from the Mm -hmm. media that the society values youth mm-hmm. and considers youth to be the, the hallmark of beauty, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. clear, perfect, unlined skin, mm-hmm. no grey hairs, mm-hmm. uh, you know, thin little, usually blonde. We mm-hmm. s- you see them on the TV all mm-hmm. the time. And so, you know, we're very much conditioned to believe that to be true and to mm-hmm. hold that as our ideal. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's, that's being, thankfully that's being challenged, I think, increasingly. Yes. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and, you know, just the whole, the, the place of women in society and what women contribute to the world mm-hmm. is, is, is all changing. So that's, so that's great. Um, but I think that it's important to consider the benefits of getting older as well. You know, when we're focusing on the downsides and I'm feeling a bit frumpy and I'm feeling a bit like invisible and I'm, you know, yeah. there's, there's a lot of upside. Yeah. So we know, for example, that the um, rates of depression reduce over the age of 45. I think we just tend to reach a point in life where we become more comfortable with who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, we become less hooked on other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good thing. Yep. You know, you, you start to care less, yes. which frees you up to take more risks. Mm-hmm. I think that our um, our focus changes and as we get older, we start to focus. In fact, there is a psychological theory. There are theories of psychological mm-hmm. development, I mm-hmm. guess. And um, this is quite an old theory. It goes mm-hmm. back a long time. But, you know, that in our 20s and 30s, we're sort of looking at partnering up and settling down and, and then we're into establishing a career and we hit a point where we start becoming really much less self-interested yes, and much more interested in that. contribution mm-hmm. and the legacy that we want to leave mm-hmm. and investing in our children and investing in projects that will carry on after us. And mm-hmm. so, and there's, there's so much value in that and so much satisfaction mm. to be gained from that. So I think sometimes we need to shift our focus away from, yeah. you know, the physical mm-hmm. issues and, you know, and there's plenty of physical issues that we haven't even touched on. I'm thinking about my sore shoulder and my bad yeah, hips. Yeah, injuries. And, and, <laughs> 
you know, the th- you can't do the things that you used to. You've confronted with, and you know, probably going to need glasses soon. I've yes, been, you know, all of these things, these signs yeah. that your body's deteriorating, mm. um, which can be confronting. But in many other ways, we're really just coming into our own mm-hmm. um, psychologically and you know, psychosocially. You mm-hmm. know, personality-wise, we're really hitting our stride mm. at this age. And the service and concentrating on helping others and adding value to others Mm -hmm. is such a great focus. I find that really helps me, especially going through body issues after having Arnold and putting on a lot of weight and being postpartum and looking so different in my role as a fitness trainer Mm -hmm. and, you know, previously using my body as a billboard for my business. And then now I'm like, what's this billboard saying? (laughs) I, it it really did help me to. Saying you're human. It says I'm human. It says I've had a child. It says that my, it doesn't diminish my expertise as a trainer. No. And so I focus more on, you know, how I help women and how I can, um, you know, really move my expertise into postpartum training and modifications and helping people who are dealing with injuries. And, you know, that's helped, that focus was really something very positive and it did help me. Yeah. And we accumulate that wealth of life experience Mm. that we can then use in lots of really positive ways. Mm. And there's so much satisfaction to be gained from that. I have to be honest, like I think now, well, Um, I know where I'm at Mm -hmm. and I know where I'm at, you know, here in my mid forties, but I also know that there are people confronting challenges as they get older. And I suppose as our parents get older, I start to think about, oh, suddenly you start thinking about, well, aging parents is one Mm -hmm. thing. And that's, you know, in our age group, there's a lot of people confronting Mm -hmm. with looking after aging parents, but it confronts you with your own mortality and how you want to spend your own later years. And I know Mm -hmm. friends who've got kids leaving school you know, leaving home and making their own way in the world and that sort of emptiness syndrome. Yes. I'm not there yet, but I know that that's coming. Mm-hmm. And so it raises all of these questions of, well, how do you, we're living longer and we're, we're living for the most part healthier. Yes. But how do we, how are we living well? Yes. We need to make sure that we're living well into our yes. older years. So let's talk about longevity then. Mm. Um, I was thinking about this last night with my grandfather, who's 95, and I'm thinking, gosh, how long is he going to go? Go, Ken, go. And he could make it to 100. Yeah, good on him. And we all want to make it to to, to Mm -hmm. 100. So you said to me once, we were laughing at Botox, and we were thinking, because I said to you, should we do it? Should we do it, (laughs) Kaz? And we both said, no, we're not doing it. And you said something to me. You said, meditation is better than Botox, Tiff. Yes. That's my standard line. Mm. Meditation's better than Botox. Well, in many ways, and we we did a whole mm-hmm. you know we did a whole episode mm. on this because I think it's so important. But we know now that meditation, mm-hmm. mindfulness meditation, and loving kindness meditation actually can change your body physiologically. It mm-hmm. can actually slow the signs of illness and aging mm-hmm. in your body. And I think there are lots of things. It also changes your brain structure mm-hmm. and function. It keeps you you mentally um, mm. sharp and focused. And there's lots of things we can do to maintain our uh, physical and mental health. Meditation's one, looking after our physical health. Mm-hmm. We know all about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And as we also said uh, in a previous episode, we know that the thing that keeps people living longer and happier is the value of their social relationships. Yes. So this is this is where we need to be putting our energy and our focus. Mm-hmm. You know, not on the you know I don't think not on the wrinkles and the yeah. and the and <laughs> the cellulite and tire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and look, you know, uh, part of looking after your physical health will result in you know 
a better shaped body from, you know, you won't be, you won't have excess body fat. You mm. will have a better shape if you have lean muscle mass, which is very conducive to the anti-aging process, you know, but being focused on some things like uh, my hips are never going to be as narrow as what they were. That's cool. You know, we just have to live with some of those things. Yeah. You're mm. a mother now. Yeah. And I think something else that we haven't mentioned is the, I think the whole reason that we are um, fearful of mm-hmm. aging and we, we don't like those physical signs that mm-hmm. we're getting older is that we're really confronting our mortality. I mean, yeah. every every physical indicator that we we receive, you know, every time I look in the mirror and I see more lines or there's a grey hair or something, it's actually a reminder that I'm getting older and closer mm-hmm. to dying. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a frightening concept sure for is. a lot of us. I think also as we get older, you know, people do start to die. You know, mm-hmm. people suddenly... You know, in my sick. age group, people start dropping dead mm-hmm. with no warning, actually. Mm-hmm. You know, people people just out for a jog. Heart attack. Heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um, or cancer. Cancer, we see it a and, lot. And it's not that it's limited to people as they get older. Some no. of my friends have got children who are very mm-hmm. sick. But, but certainly there's more of it. And yes. certainly you start to realise that we're not all invincible mm. like we thought we once you, you were. You start have to think, yeah. And, and there's the reality of the fact I've, that... Ed and I are in the process of doing our will. Yes. Like we had Arnold and and all of a sudden I thought, if something happens to me or to Ed, what happens to Arnie? Mm. And it was the most confronting thing. People avoid it because it is so confronting. We were avoiding it for ages and I thought we've just got to put something in writing, Ed. We've got to, you know, work this out. But, oh, it hurt. I think, you know, we know that for some people it's an uncomfortable topic and it might be uncomfortable to listen to, but we have to all at some point confront the reality of death. We are mm-hmm. so terrified of death and dying. Uh, and I think that we we avoid it. We avoid thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love the Buddhist approach to death. Mm-hmm. It's something I aspire to. Like they, they, are, not, they are not concerned about death and dying at all. Um, I don't know if that's because they believe they're going on to an afterlife or or being reincarnated, but mm-hmm. they, they they remind themselves daily that this could be their last day. And if you think about that, if you want to live well, considering mm. that every day could be your last, mm-hmm. is is a is a great way to do that. Yeah, and that's where you the mindfulness comes in and being so present and in the now and, you know, really loving hard. Yeah. Yeah. And v- focusing on what's important mm-hmm. every day because, you know, at the end of... We're all here for a limited number of days. That is the truth of it. Mm-hmm. And it's the sum of everything we've been talking about from, you know, uh, where do you pl- invest your time? Um, how well do you love the quality of your relationships and the wellness of your mental, physical and emotional... What are you giving back? Yeah. What are you leaving behind? Yes, legacy. It is confronting to think about. We're going to take a quick break and come back and talk about tools and tips to help us all age well. You're listening to Crappy to Happy with Tiff and Cass. We're talking about ageing gracefully. Mm-hmm. And for some of us... That's really hard. We all have friends who have a birthday and they say, I'm still 32. Yeah. You're like, you've been 32 <laughs> for five years. And you know what? I have friends like that too. Yeah. And people really, especially as you get older, and I noticed it more, not so much the 40th birthday, but people coming up to the 50th mm-hmm. birthday, they really want to avoid it. Mm. And I think, you know, that saying that growing older is a privilege denied to many mm. is so relevant. We have to, we should really be grateful for every birthday. The fact that we're still here when people are 
you know, sick and dying and having their lives cut short mm-hmm. or being struck down by illness, injury, you know, all of the terrible things that can happen, we really should be grateful and celebrating every so. every birthday, every milestone, I absolutely, think. Absolutely. But there are a few things that we can do to help us with the ageing process, physically and mentally. Mm. So one of the tips I can give you as a trainer about how to, how to keep your body young is to really work on not losing that lean muscle mass. So you have to keep that lean muscle mass to keep the metabolism going and to keep the body young and those hormones plentiful. And one way to do that is to invest in some strength training, which is why I have a lot of tone and strength training sessions on TFXO. Mm. And it's really important because it does build that lean muscle and it keeps you young. And a lot of people think, oh, as I'm aging, it's not as comfortable to do running or high intensity exercise and you can injure um, more easily. So going, turning to strength training, it's really great. It keeps your weight down. It keeps you um, full of energy and it's going to build that lean muscle, which is going to protect your bone density as well. I was going to say that I've heard that too. Strength Mm. training is great for bone density, isn't Mm -hmm. it? And protecting against things like uh, osteoporosis, things like that. And it keeps your blood pressure down and it's just going to give you overall health. Now, a lot of people come to me and they say, okay, so I want to start training and I want to lose weight or I want to um, look different. And I say, no, 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 no. That is not our goal. The goal is longevity. Yes. You, you want to prevent injury and you want to live longer. And when I was a trainer on The Biggest Loser and I had some contestants who were battling morbid obese, they were morbidly obese and they, you know, my biggest contestant, uh, nearly 200 kilos. Wow. They said, I want to lose weight because it would mean I would look better. And, you know, it was mostly focused on looks. And I'd say, no, this is not it. We want to make sure that you stay as young and stay as fit and live as long as you can. That's that's important thing. So we would, we would do a bio test. Mm-hmm. So you have your birth age. I'm 33, turning 34 in July. But my bio age is a lot younger. So to test a bio age, and you can go to the bio age website and do it. There are bio age clinics around the world. Um, there are a lot in Melbourne, Sydney, around Australia as well, or some PTs specialize in it too. So you can go and get your bio age done. And what it is, is it tests how young your body is. So you've got a metabolic test, like your blood pressure and your BMI and your body composition. You've got VO2 max, which is the ability for you, um, how your body uses oxygen during exercise. And you can do that through a bit of a beat test or a shuttle run. You've got mobility, flexibility tests, lung function tests, just blowing into a device, a peak flow meter. And you've got strength assessments such as doing push-ups and a core assessment, which is just a plank hold. Then you have... Be- I'm exhausted. Yeah, so it's it's a lot. <laughs> then you have be- behavioural tests, which are really interesting. So for example, do you smoke? Smoking takes 10 years off your bio age straight away. Wow. Um, nutrition, stress, alcohol, and all of this is put to a summary of how old you are. So my t- contestants on The Biggest Loser, they'd start on the show sometimes 20 to 25 years older than their chronological age. So if they were in their 20s, they were sometimes older than their parents. Mm-hmm. And my job in my head, I know it was a competitive weight loss show, but my job was to get them walking out of Biggest Loser off the show younger than their biological age. And I often did that. So they were like three, four years younger than their chronological birth age. And I think that's a really positive goal to have your bio test tested, see where you're at, see how old your body is Mm. and to work with 
you know, you don't even need a PT, but to work on your physical fitness, your strength, mobility, all the pillars of fitness and to look at your lifestyle choices and things like nutrition do play a huge part. So we know that sugar ages you. We've talked about that in episode six of Crappy to Happy in season one. Um, Little things like being active as much as you can, eating fresh produce, whole foods, drinking lots of water. It's important and limiting alcohol and caffeine. These are all things we know. That's Yeah, and that's a really good point because I've had people, friends of mine, have popped up on Facebook, for example, and said, oh, gosh, I'm really noticing the lines of my face. What can I do? Who's Hydration. Got, who's got the miracle cream that's going to take these lines off my face? And even I, I'm not a trainer, I'm not a nutritionist, mm-hmm. but I even I know that that how your skin looks on the outside comes from how you treat your body on the inside. Your liver, your kidneys, yeah. All of that. Your gut health. Um, so concentrating on good gut health with a quality probiotic, um, you know, and limiting stresses on your gut such as alcohol and caffeine and looking after your adrenal glands, all these things, it's all hormonal at the end of the day. Aging is hormonal. Yes. So if you exercise, that affects your hormones. Your body composition affects your hormones, more fat, less lean muscle. And then just making sure that you're getting those nutrients in. And I think the point is that if you're going to be here, you mm. want to be, if you're going to be alive on this planet, you want to be enjoying life it's on enjoying. this planet. So you don't you want, want to have... be injured or you don't want to be sick. You want to look after your immune system. That's depressing. I know mm. myself, even if I have a, I've had, you know, yeah. disc degeneration, bulging discs in my back, that sort of pain, that debilitating pain where you can't mm-hmm. get out and do the things that you normally do, it becomes really depressing. And yeah. I can, and the, the weight thing and the health thing, well, mm-hmm. that's obviously something that um, really impacts mobility and therefore limits how well you can interact with the world. But if you are experiencing limitations physically, for example, you know, an injury, there are things that you can do. Go see an expert. You don't have to pay for a PT every week, but find a good PT. Get them to write you a program. Make suggestions. You know, there's always something that you can do to keep moving and keep that oxygen pumping and to look after your body. Yeah. Exercise is actually something that we know keeps your uh, keeps you happy mm-hmm. as well. Yes. So, um, and also keeps you young. Yeah. It affects it's your a, brain just as much as your body. I was reading, I was thinking of my father-in-law. So he's a mm. great example of somebody who's aging very well. He's in his mm. 80s now. He has continued to work as a consultant in uh, aircraft safety, aviation safety, mm-hmm. um, goes all over the world. And he's played golf twice a week. And golf mm. is apparently, you walk six or seven kilometres on the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, things like that, finding something you so enjoy great. that keep you active it's mm-hmm. social mm-hmm. um and yeah keep keeps you young keeps, keeps you mentally you young. physically young and that i think about my grandfather bless ken 95 and he he has a few non-negotiable rules lemon water first thing up first thing in the mornings is lemon water with manuka honey very healthy um he doesn't eat batter Limit wow, sugar. Really? Yeah, never eats batter. He thinks it's evil and it is bad for your health. He never has. No. And he really believes in moderation and portions. Really good control there. And he does what he can. So still to this day, he goes to a shopping centre because he enjoys seeing people and he'll stop for a coffee, but his exercise is walking around the shopping centre for as long as he can, do a little shop, say hi to some people. Sometimes we'll go with him and that's his exercise and he really enjoys that. And it's social as well. And it's social and he's out and about and he's up with it. He'll go into the Apple store and go, wow, like what is all this stuff? But, (laughs) you know, he's recently got on an iPad and he's got an iPhone and, you know, he's loving life. So, you know, I think it's so important to find what 
you can do and not to get depressed over injuries or being held back by them at all. So there's some of the physical things you can do to make sure your body ages well. But Cass, what are some of the psychological things you can do to to really uh, deal with ageing gracefully? I think, you know, based on all the things that we've talked about, it's important to try to avoid that compulsion to stay young. Hard. It is hard. Mm-hmm. But we, you know, to recognise when we're buying into that that myth, that mm-hmm. beauty myth that the only the only standard of beauty acceptable is to be, you know, perfectly smooth skinned, mm-hmm. you know, that you've got to be 25 and tight and taut and fit, mm-hmm. that there are other, I don't know, just, I suppose, to just see if we can resist, like you and I have mm-hmm. with the Botox, mm-hmm. um, to resist that compulsion to, um, to run away from getting older, yes. to fear getting older and to embrace it actually. And to be, and to be very, um, critical of what you see and the images that you are presented with because we all know and I can tell you working in the media that no image ever goes out without being touched or smoothed. It can't. A raw image can't be in promotional materials. So um, it, it is interesting to know that and to be aware of it, but what you see is not real. I love that there was, I saw something recently, a particular pharmacy, a pharmaceutical mm-hmm. company I don't remember now, but they have made a policy decision that they will not touch any of their mm-hmm. advertising photos mm-hmm. anymore. And I think we'll see more and more of that because I, yeah, there tends to be is. this bit of a pushback against mm-hmm. those um, airbrushed and photoshopped images in the media. The thing is, though, Tiff, like we know that the images, I mean, we still buy into it. We know mm-hmm. the images are touched and airbrushed, but we're, but the people that we see in real life a touch a touch and too. <laughs> yeah. you know, when we talk about Botox and yeah. uh, laser treatments mm-hmm. and all these various things mm-hmm. that, I mean, I don't know, facelifts and things that people mm-hmm. do, you, you know, we see people up close mm-hmm. and they're not really mm-hmm. their natural selves. So it is hard to avoid that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we just have to focus our attention on all of the, the positive aspects of getting older mm-hmm. and, you know, all of those really um, great uh benefits, like I said Mm -hmm. before, about being more comfortable in your skin, Mm -hmm. you know, being, um, we often get to a point where we are, you know, less concerned about what people think about us, less concerned Mm -hmm. about what, you know, what other people say Mm -hmm. about us. We're very comfortable and and happier. Mm -hmm. And then thinking about, well, as we get older, how do we make the best of that? And so Mm -hmm. oftentimes, you know, that is uh, about investing your time and energy in the things that are important as you get older. Mm -hmm. Losing, you know, as I said before, like, stepping away from all of that self-interest and the status and the success and the achievement mm-hmm. and the money, which is very much a focus when we're younger. Yes. Um, and moving more into that, um, we call it generativity, you know, what do, what are we what are we leaving behind mm-hmm. and what's most important? And we know that what keeps us happy and healthy into our older years is the quality of our relationships. Mm-hmm. So investing in relationships, investing in interests. And, yes. you know, people think that they can't wait to retire, can't wait to finish work and retire and I hate my job and I never want to work again. And then they retire and they're completely bored and don't know what to do with themselves and they get depressed Mm. because they actually have spent so much time working that they haven't cultivated any interests outside of that. So what what would you like to do? You know, Mm. maybe do you want to take up photography? If you've got visions of, you know, tending to your garden and having a perfect rose garden in your older years, I know that's very cliche, well, start gardening now. (laughs) You know, start doing those things now Mm -hmm. and learning skills and finding the things that you love to do and that you enjoy doing Mm. um, and and invest in those things. Yes. It keeps you... uh, 
engaged and and it keeps you it creates Learning. social connections mm-hmm. yep keeps you mentally physically mm-hmm. healthy and young and inspired mm-hmm. so if you, and if you don't know where to start there are plenty of short courses mm-hmm. tafe courses there are so many opportunities and out it there can be online now i know a lot of people are they're online they're um able to learn at home yes you don't have to be out of the house it's very easy i think that whole concept of uh you know, giving back, mm-hmm. finding opportunities to give back to the community. We often become more interested in how we can be of service as mm-hmm. we get older. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I go and volunteer for a, the Orange Sky, the mm-hmm. homeless laundry service. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's plenty yeah. of really worthy causes I do, out I there. I do something really uh, uh, that I love doing. I go into schools and teach self-defence courses Great. Um, for free and also a bit of anti-bullying sort of self-confidence sort of stuff um, and also for schools that cannot afford to have a sports program. I'll go in and I'll teach some sport, you know, do a little class, yeah. some martial arts. It's so much fun. Yeah, there's lots and lots of things you can do. You mm-hmm. can hop online and you can Google up, you know, volunteer opportunities mm-hmm. if if that's something that you're interested in. I know a lot of my friends at the moment are doing similar things. That's great. Another friend of mine, she was working for a charity, as in she was volunteering mm-hmm. for a, a, a meal service mm-hmm. for homeless. And she found that she was constantly collecting things. She that person needed new shoes and that person needed a new jacket. And so she'd put a call out on Facebook and um, ask if anybody had anything they could donate. And she's now started her own whole separate charity. Wow. To, to provide cool. clothing and, and items that these people yes. need. So there's, you know, people are really inspired mm-hmm. um, by that kind of giving um, back. service yeah. and contribution to a community. And we know, I mean, we the, the research shows that that actually is fundamental to happiness, that sense of service and contribution and having a sense of purpose. Yes. I think just touching back on the relationship thing, mm-hmm. I think oftentimes when we have kids, especially the quality of our marriage sometimes mm-hmm. takes second place to focusing on parenting and kids. So mm-hmm. if we, you know, want to live a long, we know that the quality of our relationships is also really important mm-hmm. to getting older. So making sure that we're spending time nurturing our closest relationship yeah. <laughs> um, because it gets neglected yes. a lot of the time. And so I think as we get older, the more that we are focusing our energy on these things, the more that we're likely to age well and mm-hmm. age, you know, with a sense of deep satisfaction and purpose and like that we've lived a good life. And I think at the end of the day, that's what, what we're all about. Everybody wants to have have a life well lived. Yes. So it's about really giving some thought to, well, what are, what are the things that will make me feel at the end of mm-hmm. the day, at the end of my days, that I've lived a really good life? Something we were talking about in the first half was accepting our own mortality. Yes. It's not comfy no. to talk about it. It's not a comfortable topic at no. all. And, you know, I think that it's really important to to confront that and, mm. to, and to become more comfortable with that. We avoid discomfort. We know that. Yes. And if there's any, there's nothing really more uncomfortable than the idea that we're going to die mm. for many people. And I think that often translates to even avoiding people, you know, who have, who are sick or not really wanting to have those difficult conversations with people. Mm. Um, and oftentimes it actually, it takes a scare. I know in my own life, mm-hmm. if somebody will, people have diagnosis of cancer, for example, yes. and oftentimes they come out of that and they survive, mm-hmm. but it's such a huge shock. And that's that's the point where they realise, I'm, you know, I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually going to die. And it shouldn't, I don't think it should have to come to that. No. 
as I said, you know, the, the Buddhists have really got mm-hmm. that whole, they're very comfortable with death and dying. Um, you know, I'm just thinking now that a couple of years ago, I used to go to the Happiness and Its Causes Conference, which is on in Sydney fairly, mm-hmm. actually, I don't think it's always in Sydney, but anyway, it can't, it's every year. It's a mm-hmm. big conference where people come together and talk about happiness and its causes. Mm-hmm. And Ben Lee, who many people know uh, mm-hmm. as a singer, famous mm-hmm. musician, uh, he came along and he talked about his experience of becoming a death midwife wow where he sat with people who were dying and he talks about it as being the most rewarding experience of his life mm-hmm. to actually sit with people as they transitioned to the other side mm. and similarly Bronnie Ware is the nurse who worked in um, palliative care and she mm-hmm. sat down and wrote a book about the nine regrets of the dying and that book went on to be a huge bestseller um, because it you know, again, it just really brings home how are we how are we living our lives, and mm-hmm. the fact is that we're all going to die. And mm-hmm. she, um, again, she described that as the most rewarding work that she had ever done, mm-hmm. sitting with people during their last days and talking to them about how they'd lived their life and how how they were feeling and what they were thinking as they were preparing mm. to die. Um, so I don't know. I just think that it's important to think to keep that in mind uh, and to not be afraid to have those conversations and to, to not avoid not avoid the topic, not, yeah. not avoid the, the fact that we're all here for a short time. Yep, and to live to the utmost. Live and to the to, fullest. To live to the fullest and to love hard and... And forget the Botox maybe. Pro- and <laughs> present and, yeah. Well, there's a lot to think about there, Cass, and we hope that helps you in talking about beauty and ageing gracefully. In the next episode, we're going to talk about hmm, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. It's very hard to find that passion and some of us have more than one passion. So thanks for tuning in and we'll speak to you next time. Crappy to Happy is recorded in the Podcast One studios. Produced by Dave Zwolenski. Audio production by Darcy Thompson. For more episodes and to check out other great podcasts, go to podcastone.com.au or download the app.